Hi, All everybody. Right. Hi, we're a little bit late. You know, it happens. Hey, there Mom, was traffic on the I-95. I didn't get home on time. Yeah, <laughs> Mama D had to touch up the makeup, you know, fluff the hair, that kind of stuff. So, so she's beautiful. <laughs> so, other than that, you know, we we um, no, we were very excited about tonight. You know, this is a a good topic for a lot of people. So, if you guys know of anybody, or you yourself have a problem with addiction of any kind, mm -hmm. tonight is the show for you. Yeah, because y'all know what my addiction is: chocolate. Right. And what do I always do with you? <laughs> Freaking me. This is my friend. This is my friend, people. And I love this. <sighs> oh, look, there's, there's, and, and yeah, can, we have the animals. The animals are going to be making appearances, and our guests. Well, if he starts scratching on the door, we're going to have to get see me disappear and let him out. <laughs> so we were off last week. Did y'all miss us? That's the big question. I know Gina missed me. I did. I did. And we sat and talked for a long time before the show started. That's probably why we're late. But anyway, so what I'm going to do now is like I always do. I will play the video. I know we did. We're going to try to do that now. Because um, I make these videos for Sharon people. You're going to start sharing the videos um, on the page so that everyone can see, you know, who the guest is in the week. And, and yeah, plus Gina works really hard on them. So I want them to be out there a little bit more. Right. And so anybody has complaints about Amber? They, they, yeah, Amber <laughs> took over the chair. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. So I'm going to play the video, and then Leonard will be with us as soon as it ends. Hi, Onyx. This is my baby boy. I love him. Good evening. I am Gina B. here with Mama D. every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here in the Fox Den. Tonight we have Leonard Lee Bushel. He is a former drug dealer who now has over two decades of clean and sober recovery from drugs and alcohol. He is the author of a riveting autobiography, High Confessions of a Cannabis Addict, that chronicles his 25 years of addiction and drug sales before attaining sobriety. Leonard chose to refocus his life on helping people with addictions to achieve a sober life. He became a California Certified Substance Abuse Counselor. He is the editor and publisher of the weekly Addiction Recovery e-Bulletin, which reaches tens of thousands each week, and he is the creator and director of the 13-year-old Real Recovery Film Festival and Symposium, which takes place each year in Los Angeles, Denver, and New York City. With Robert Downey Sr., he co-founded Writers in Treatment, which assists individuals in the writing profession suffering from addictions to receive scholarships and recommendations to reliable treatment facilities. Bushell also speaks at addiction and recovery conferences. He also produces the annual Experience, Strength, and Hope Awards in Los Angeles. He just celebrated 27 years clean and sober. Recipients have included Buzz Aldrin, Lou Gossett Jr., Mackenzie Phillips, Jane Velez Mitchell, Pat O'Brien, Duran Duran's John Tyler, Christopher Kennedy Lawford, Jody Sweeney, and superstar agent Leigh Steinberg, the real-life Jerry Maguire. Leonard is proud of his nearly three decades of sobriety, and he is here tonight to highlight some of his adventures in High Confessions of a Cannabis Addict, inspire addicts to seek help 
can demonstrate that there is a great life on the other side of addiction. And we welcome you to the Fox Den. Here he is. Welcome. Oops. We got a, Hello. Good evening. Oh, so welcome to the Fox Den. And I totally enjoyed your book. And I, like we were talking. Because it's funny and there's a lot of photographs, right? There are a lot of photographs. Hey, I didn't there's get to see them. There's a lot of photographs. Oh, this. Well, yeah, there's there's tons of photographs. This is, this is. Um, well, that's my family. It's the family. Oh, who's that beautiful woman mother, in the middle? Him. You know, um, his dad who passed away at a young age is in here too. Handsome, handsome man. Oh, hold on. When I was three weeks old, if you want to. Yep. And then. Uh, you know, okay. hammer, hammer at home. Yep. That's him. He was handsome. That's yep. He was a cute little boy. Hello, Mr. Briggs. And here's yep. my son Ben. Uh, yep. yep. Advertising, oh, he's so cute. Advertising for me. Nice, nice. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of pictures in here that really just you know really kind of hit home. But the thing is, is um, because I'm a friend of Bill's as well, you know, and and all of this saved you know I AA saved my life. It literally did, right? as it does most people i love it i love it i love it yeah because uh you know but i i i unlike you i did i didn't even deal drugs as much as you did but i got arrested and i did have to go to jail and that you know and the facing that was the part of you know the beginning that wasn't even the downfall that wasn't even the rock bottom was getting arrested it was you know thinking of going to jail at that point i was like trying to i was going to drink myself to death that was the thing that i put in my head you know mm -hmm. and i almost did you know yeah. and i've got two little kids and you don't think of that you know your brain on drugs is so different than your sober brain it's like know? two fried eggs exactly wow it's just crazy yeah. you know how you think then and how you think now how you were then how you acted the things that we did on an everyday basis thinking that this is normal you know your normal every day i mean for for how many years were you high every single day of your life from 26, 17 26 years 26 every years every single day you would you would what smoke breakfast drink lunch <laughs> I, I, I think it was like i smoked my breakfast drank my lunch and snorted my dinner yeah right yeah wow. all of those things or yeah. various combinations yeah. thereof yep. um, start doing this hi everybody hi everybody um share everywhere yes please do that uh sharon says welcome sir and jacob says good evening Debbie, hello, hello. Hi, um, we're doing good. We're doing good. Um, oh, hi, Taryn. Can, can I ask you a personal question? Yes, you may. I'm an open book. Did you <laughs> hold up a picture of a fish earlier? A fish? It, what was in that plastic bag? Oh, that's no, it's chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, oh okay. I have, yes. I it's actually have my, it's my one and only addiction. This is a giant chocolate egg that um, we I've been serving Lenten meals every Friday. And the girl comes in and she makes these okay. down at the lodge. And it's it's white chocolate. This one has peanut butter inside, but she has them with all kinds of different things. But uh, Mama's addicted to chocolate, so I'm always torturing her. And I, oh, I, 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 
I hallucinated a goldfish. A fish. A bag of water. And then you started talking about how much you love animals. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, right, I'm we got that okay. How do we got that cleared up? Let's, let's you just you just wanted her to hold the chocolate. But oh, that's so so funny. But we were talking about addictions before you came on, and um, you know, um Mama D was saying that um, her addiction is chocolate. Um, Jacob says his chocolate, um dark chocolate, love white chocolate, oh and love peanut butter, yes, all of those hilarious oh, awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. But yeah, she's addicted to chocolate. I'm like, well, you know, when we're She's like, uh, but well, what was our conversation? How did it start? With the well, I, I, we were we were reading the questions you in your you media kit. And you found in it something that was a little different because everybody's story is a little different. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. The outcomes are the same, okay. but the, yeah, how you get there is, is very different. But yeah. yeah, we were talking about pot, and Mama wanted to know if um, if you considered because a lot of people say this as pot being a gateway drug. No, you know, I do not believe. Okay, yeah. and a lot of people are, are you know, because it's all legalized now, and everyone's yeah, especially up here in Canada. That's the greatest progressive thing that has happened in America in years. The well, gay marriage being legalized, homosexuality not being illegal, and the legalization of marijuana is one of the few things we can look at as a society and say we've made progress major major we, steps yeah you know we don't just lock up young black men and and immigrants and beatniks and jazz musicians and put them in jail just to help the people who own the private jail system you know so we all know about the prison industrial complex it's the prison the the the, the, the military industrial complex well the prison industrial complex is just as evil i do believe if I can say that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, anyway, yes, legalized marijuana, I don't think it's a gateway drug. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm from Canada, so, like, I'm not sure if you guys have it in the States, but we have this thing that's called, it's, it's non-alcohol beer. Now, yeah. up here, we have to have, we have to be 18 years old, and I used to work at a convenience store, and the kids would try it, and I'd be like, mm -mm, no, I don't think so. It's your beer or my job. I like my job better. But we have this thing that's non-alcoholic beer. And I think that that is more of a gateway to anything than anything. Because the kids can, a 10-year-old could come into my store and buy a six-pack of near beer. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop him. Usually I would do the mom thing and go, does your mother know that you're buying this? You know, I have her on speed dial. I can call. <laughs> that's a, you know. If they drove up to the store, I wouldn't sell it. But if they're walking away... How much trouble can you get into with a beer and your own footsteps? Oh, it, here in Canada and Quebec, if yeah. I sell it, if the business would lose would lose their permit to sell, um, I would have, and they would also have a um, an amount to pay. I would lose my job. I would have an amount to pay, and mm. and the you know, so it's like for the company, it's like mm, can't have that done, and I'm just like. I used to treat all my customers, especially the little ones, as my as my family. My way of working is like everybody who walks in that door is my family. They might be an Uncle Joe that I don't want to have to sit next to at Christmas or an aunt, whatever, who gets all smoochy smoochy, but everybody who walks in is my is my family. Now that you know, 
wasn't always the greatest thing to do, but I used to think when, when I had when I had a little 10-year-old come in and go, I want to buy some beer. I was like, oh, <laughs> the mom in me is going, oh, my God, no. Because they get used to the taste. And then once they're past the nasty-ass taste, then they want to go, okay, let me try it with the actual alcohol in it. And then I'd be like, mm-hmm. And Gina was saying, like, in, in the States, when we were all younger, we always found little ways around it. Like, we'd buy the non-alcoholic beer, pour it out, and pour the real beer in there. It's like, you know, but it's like, that, maybe- that's... I think maybe just being from Canada is a gateway. It is. It is. Yeah. Even worse, Trump, okay. That's for sure. Quebec's even worse. Wish us little, when we start I talking more, in We need more Molsons, mommy. <laughs> Look, my husband's American. I couldn't. There was no Canadian could handle me. So I married an American and imported him up here. But he is. He has taught me so many things about the states, like ho hos and Twinkies. I was like. Sugar. Sure he's not trying to poison you? No, no, no. All the unhealthy foods. I know, I know. It's funny. But uh, here's Bob. Here's Bob. There's my baby right here. What you doing? Oh, hi, hi, hi. Um, yeah, but all right, let's let's reel it, let's reel it back in here because I, I do want to talk about you more. Um, I know I'm gonna interject because I have a lot of things that, that I have I forgot. I forgot in my life. Until I was reading the book, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's right! I remember doing this. Oh, and I remember doing that. things I want to forget, but you know, but they did make me who I am today. You know, precisely. You wouldn't so, have gotten sober if you hadn't taken it to the extreme. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think once you cross that 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 invisible line, you're in the holy land. Yeah, and you know, the day that I got sober was like an epiphany and it was a thump from god and let me tell you the story because it's worth telling okay there i was i was drinking myself to death like i said because i was arrested i was facing court okay you know i knew i was going to be going i you know they had me dead to rights they come they raided my house they did all that stuff ripped everything apart however i was a waterbed salesperson at one point so i had a waterbed with that big canal down the middle of it they didn't look in there and i had pounds in there they found the other stuff and I had a scale it was outside in the hallway so they couldn't really say it was mine because it was outside the triple, the triple beam scale yes yes classic classic yeah I don't know where the, that was there should be, be one in the Smithsonian Institute with yep. little cocaine on top yep that's what we used and uh, so that was outside in the closet right outside the door so they can't pin that on me you know but they did find stuff so I, it was enough to arrest me and it was enough to send me you know, we had five charges and all that. But anyway, um, so I was. Here I am drinking myself to death. You know, I'm not going to do this. And it was Super Bowl Sunday. And shots, beer, shots, beer, shots, beer, shots, beer. I passed out. I went outside. I was going to try to go home. I passed out outside. And I never did that. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never do that. I, would, I could stay up for weeks, you know what I mean, and never pass out. I don't know why I passed out. But I, a friend of mine was there, took me home, pocketbook, everything. So this is what I do. I wake up in the middle of the night. I, grab, I look and I make sure my pocketbook's there. I'm like, okay. I, I go in and I make sure the kids are okay. You know, my husband at the time was sleeping, so everything was all right. Then since everything's safe, I'm safe, pocketbook's safe, what do I do? I go to the refrigerator to get a beer. And I opened the door, and when that light hit, that was like that moment. That moment was like, oh, my God, this is not right. 
you know, what are you doing? And then I called a friend of mine who was a bartender, but his cousin was in AA. But I, I you know, he was like my best friend. So I called him. He said, no, you got to talk to Kevin. So I called Kevin. Now, this is the middle of the night. I called Kevin. There's a snowstorm going on, too. Yeah. He lived like four towns away from me and during this big, massive snowstorm. He goes, hold on. I'm going to be there. And I'm just like, I'm bitching. I'm not making any kind of sense whatsoever. And he's like, you've got to calm down. You've got to breathe. You've got to ask God for, you know, help. I'm like, ask God. There's no God. I'm like, there was a God. I said, and like, this was after 20 minutes talking to him on the phone. I go stomping into my living room like a child would, you know, and as I'm talking to him and I, folded my hands, you know, like I threw the phone down on the couch and I said that there was a God and shut my mind off because my mind would never stop, right? And I go to sit down and my eyes are wide open. It was like, bam, it was like an iron door came over my eyes, wide open, couldn't see a bloody thing. It was like nothing, right? And I'm sitting there and it was like such silence. You didn't hear anything else. And then I came out of it and I picked up the phone and he's like, you know, asking me, are you still there? Are you still there? Are you still there? He thought I did something, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God. I explained to him what happened. He says, well, that's what you asked for, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you asked for God to shut your mind off. You just got thumped by God. He said, you made the right call. And he said, and I'm on my way. So he came out in the middle of a snowstorm. In the middle of the night. I'm like, who does this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. AA people, so cares. Yeah, AA yeah. people do this, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like there are no other people on the planet that will do the things for you that someone in recovery will. Can I ask you, was that the actual beginning of your sobriety? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was that was the beginning. Sure. And then I had a whole year before I went to jail of sobriety that I even when I went into jail, I started a meeting in there that still goes on to today because mm -hmm. they didn't have one, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so like, I really paid it. I paid it way forward, you know? Wow. Holy, so I went in. Do you consider that having been like a moment of grace? Yep. Or, or uh, struck sober? Struck sober, there it is. And you say that, you use that line. You know, um, though, it's funny how many people, how many stories there are about people opening. Most people open the refrigerator and the light doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, my light was so yeah. bright. And, and they never work. change it because you have to go get a special bulb from oh. the hardware store so you don't even change it. Yeah, that little one, yeah. But yours worked and it was brighter than a shooting mm -hmm. star. It was really bright, really, really bright. And I, and it just, it was just like, wow it it was seriously like the dawn the the freaking clouds spread the, the sunlight came in and it was it was an unbelievable moment and that's when i realized well i must be here for a reason and then i started my meetings and kevin was my sponsor even though you know as a woman you're not supposed to have a male sponsor but i was a tom i'm a tomboy mm -hmm. i always have been and i you know more men were my friends at the time and whatnot. So um, I did, and I was rough and tough, very rough and tough. And females to me were too fluffy. Yeah. 
you know, and I didn't need that. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. You know, it's like, no, I need the hardcore stuff. You got to tell me how it is. And I went to some hardcore meetings and we didn't have any, there was no slack and it was unbelievable. The God, the, the grace that was going to those meetings were just. Mama D, would you mind if I ask Gina a personal question? Program? No, go ahead. I'm no, trying to right share the, the show. show. I'm just, this is, this is not my, this is her forte. She knows when, what you speak of. When you're at a meeting and a couple people share about how hard it is to stay sober and how many slips or relapses they've had, are you ever reluctant to tell that part of your story? Where no. basically the gates of heaven opened for you and you just walked right in? I did. I did. And then I was sober for 28 years without picking up. And then I did. I tried it. I've tried it a few times, actually. I've, I've had a few drinks here and there, a few slips here and there. Mm -hmm. And every time it don't work, it don't work. I get so sick. I'm like physically so sick. It's just like, you know, and it's just not worth it. It is so not worth it. In my well, life. that's what I need to hear. And I'm hopefully a lot of your viewers need to hear. Because oh yeah, I mean this is this is a, a an open book um, mm -hmm. program. It's yeah. an open book program. I know. It's all about telling the truth, your reality. You know, so you are what you are. You've done what you've done. How many pages of your memoir do you have done? How many I'm, pages? Uh, of I can't. I can't even do that. You know, I can't remember. I, my pretty much all my my teenage years was like just. LSD, it was a mask and it was tea and it was acid and it was just sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We were going to concerts, we were doing okay, that's interesting. all the stuff. Yeah, all the stuff I'm reading in your book, you know, like you're going to see uh, the Grateful Dead and you're going to see Santana. And I'm like, I saw the Grateful Dead. Who's the greatest band you saw back then? Your favorite band? Oh who my god, you know, who was really good in concert was The Who. They were really they were incredible. Oh my God, what a show they put on. The that Grateful Dead concert was amazing. It was at Cape Cod Coliseum. It was the very last general admission concert that they would have there uh -huh. because it was, everyone got mashed and a lot of people got hurt. I hope there's some old rock and rollers watching the show because the who were incredible. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. And then yes, I love seeing. Yes, I saw them three times. You know, uh -huh. twice in the round and once on a flat stage. I love it in the round. You know, but that's what we did all the time. You know, Stones. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So different. Then I went to go see the Stones again. They're supposed to be in New York, but it wasn't the Stones. It was uh, Keith Richards and the Barbarians because Mick wasn't there. That recent. No, no, oh my god, that was like in the seventies, seventies, early 80s, something like that. I think maybe even the late seventies. Okay. But yeah, like but that's how we did. That's you know, there wasn't they didn't we didn't have this, we didn't have internet, we didn't have mm -hmm. cell phones, we didn't have all this connection. We had, we had sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Which was enough. And playing pool. That's what I did, was play pool. I played pool really well. For money? Yes. Yeah, for a year and a half, that's how I made my living. Okay, so and a little, little, little gambling, huh? And drugs. Yeah, gambling. Like you. Like yes. you. Yes, I'm a big fan. Right? Big fan so, of gambling. Yeah, but I couldn't tear myself away from my routine and my drinking. Um, a guy saw me playing and wanted me to go to Atlantic City and play 
the circuit. And I'm like, nah, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to interfere with my, my drinking, my drug and my things. What circuit that was that? The blackjack circuit? What circuit? No, no, no. Pool. Playing pool. Oh, playing pool. That's mm -hmm. where the world championship is. Yeah, I know. Incredible. I know. Wow. And at that point, there was only one really good female player, too. You know, good. I went around, my thing was at 14, I had a fake ID so I could go into the bars. My best friend was 26, and she was four foot yeah. nothing. Uh -huh. And I'm 5'7", you know, and I was cute back then, you know. But I had the, still fake, are. Please you back then. the fake ABC card, you know, so I could get in. Once yeah. they carded her, and they said, oh, my God, you know, and then they looked at me and said, go ahead. But I had my fake ABC card. You had to. But. But um, yeah, yeah. You, know, you gotta do what you gotta do to feed your habit. And that's the, the pool hall I went to was called Moscone's, named after Willie, Willie Moscone. Yep. You know, one of the greatest. Yeah. He, he, he did the shots for the movie, The Hustler. The Hustler, yeah. yeah. And, and they said, they asked Willie, they said, well, make this really difficult shot. And he said, I've never had to make a difficult shot because he always left the cue ball in front of another ball in front right. of a ball. Right. It's, you know, it's, to me, it was so easy. I would go in, oh my God. I did, I did mushrooms one time. We left uh -huh. our house, we did mushrooms. And then by the time we got to the pool hall, it hit, you know, but playing pool on mushrooms was hilarious. All right. But I did felt you get better. Guy. Oh, it was crazy. It's like the table would look like it was five miles long. And yeah. then it would look like it was two feet short. And I'm going, whoa. But I'm still the holes. This the, show, you're gonna rename the show Euphoric Recall or Us. <laughs> oh my god, it was crazy. But but I, I but I won every game and I'm laughing and I'm just I felt bad for the poor guy that I was taking the money from because he's all pissed off and I'm like laughing away and I'm like, oh, it's not you, it's not you. <laughs> it's the mushrooms. Okay, it's the, that's it. Uh -huh. so, so what got you what got you started at 17 what 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 was the moment that started everything for you see my moment started at nine years old i started doing all this so when my teenagers by the time i was an early teenager before i even had my license well i just had a car and i was driving it anyway but uh -huh. um but i had done all these drugs already well you know, inevitably you're hanging out with someone who's smoking a joint and they didn't want to give it to me because I was only 17. But I got high in the back of a car off the smoke in the car. Coming home from a racetrack one night, they were smoking in the front seat. I was in the back with winter, no windows open. And I remember walking to my house thinking, wow, I feel this like pressure, like something's intense and I can hear better. You know, any little sound I can hear better. And then eventually, Shortly thereafter, I was at my cousin's loft in New York City, and uh, he taught me how to roll a joint, and I smoked some, and my life, my world went from black and white to color. Suddenly, everything was more colorful, and the music sounded sharper. Yeah. And, and I had a blessing and a curse in my life. I could smoke hashish for an hour and, and I wouldn't change. I never got red eye. So wow. my brother saying, my brother left the house. I smoked, smoked the house for an hour because it was tasty. It was relaxing. 
And he came back, he said, you don't change. You don't look different, you don't act different, you don't change. But I'm high as a kite. But my outer, my, you know, my, my outer affect was not stoned. So that's why I could smoke a joint before going to an airport with my underpants full of cocaine and not look paranoid. I was I could never do it. It made me paranoid. I couldn't I could not I couldn't not smoke a joint before any kind of illegal activity. I guess yeah. it calms you down, it makes you fearless for the first ten or fifteen years. You know. And people say I'm a little uh, conflicted. I'm not conflicted. I think marijuana is a good drug. Same way I think vodka is a good alcohol. And I think mes not mescaline, uh, tequila is a great party drink. Again, <laughs> I think champagne is great for special occasions. And can you imagine how diminished this world would be if there was no champagne for parties <laughs> and birthdays and weddings? And I think there's an essence of marijuana that does the same thing for a time, whether it's five years or 10 years. But I don't, I think the shelf life of really having the THC do what you want to your brain chemistry, you know, I'm just getting, you know, I think it fades after 20 years. Or so. Well, for me, it didn't take that long. I couldn't, I could smoke it when I first started smoking it, maybe yeah. like. That's what we started at nine years old. I started smoking pot and cigarettes, and then you know we moved on from there. Uh -huh. But we had older, we had older siblings. Our group that hung around together, we had older siblings who were all into the stuff. You know what I mean? So that's where we were getting it all from. But anyway, um, we we would smoke. It'd be fine. You know, it'd be fine. And then it was like one day I smoked, and I got so paranoid. Right. And then it was like from that time on, anytime I tried, I got paranoid. So I was like, well, you know what? I'd rather be go, go, go than slow, slow, slow. So I always did all the things that made me go, unless it was tea or mask or mushrooms or something like that, because I just I just love that. I love that being high. I hate coming down from that. But, you know, mm -hmm. then you need quaaludes and then you need Xanax and then you need this and you need that to help that go down. So it was like Always one thing led to another, to another, to another, to another. Have you ever referred to yourself as an amateur pharmacist? Right? <laughs> yeah, right. We were doing that. We were, you know, it's like this is the chemical at this point. You need this to get off of this. You need that to do before you do this. You know, all, yeah. all the time. All the time, yeah. it was That was our life. It was insane. It was insane. And what's the definition of insanity? I didn't know I was insane until I went to a rehab and did the first step where I had to write down 10 incidences where my behavior could have had catastrophic catastrophic consequences. And it was only after I read it that I thought, this person is crazy, meaning me. Right. And that, that was the brilliance of that, that right. first Doing writing that. exercise. Yeah. was yeah. like, wow, I'm lucky to be alive. And why yeah. was I committing suicide in slow motion. That's what it looked like, like slow motion suicide, doing a lot of things that could have had extremely, and I would have left a brother and a mother and friends and aunts and uncles 
grief-stricken for many years until they forgot. Right. Yeah, exactly. But and now here you are doing you're doing these things too, and you're taking other people with you. You know, like you've had. I mean, we we all did it. You know, when we were all into this with sex, drugs, my role, like I said, sex, lots of sex, a lot of different people. And you had tons. Well, sex is it's only here. Sex is, sex sex is insignificant unless it's somebody a, gets pregnant a, or disease. Otherwise, yeah, you forget about it. It's over. It's like a meal at a restaurant. Yeah, it was like part of the night. You know, that's how you ended yeah. your night. You know, still, that, still that, that. that's how you still do that. You get one thing. That's okay. That's a that's another not too. Well, bad. you know, we had. I mean, <laughs> that whole, you know, horrible, 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 plague of AIDS of AIDS, and you thought, yeah, oh my God, I'm, I could yeah, be risking sure. my life for this, but it was worth. Yeah. But that's crazy. I have friends who can't smoke with stressful frontline jobs. Federally, they can have Xanax or antidepressants. Crap that makes you chemically dependent, probably worse for you than her. I would agree. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I would unfortunately yeah. agree. There's a strange, I, I, strange I, I, world out there. Hello. Yep. Arthur. Hi, everybody. Oh, I didn't even see this. I didn't even see Chris come in. Hi, Chris. I don't know if he's still here, but I, I feel like putting some things in the chat window myself. You can do that. While you're talking, <laughs> you're like asking questions. Yeah, you can but do I, that. I'm asking okay. about. But, but the insanity, like I was talking about, like you would you would strap all this hash and whatnot to your mm -hmm. body, but you'd also have someone else there, you know, that you would convince a girl or whoever to strap it on her body too and do the yeah. same thing, you know, and, and yeah. explain it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, yeah. you can do this. Everybody's got to make a living. Yeah, that's that's a crazy way to make a living. Oh my God. You know, how, you know, like I said, part of the book says the the, the germ of the of the memoir sort of started when I was back in college, getting my certificate certification as a drug counselor. We used the book in class called "Did I Have a Choice?" And every week we had to write an essay about our formative years and why you might have gone in one direction or another you know what what affected your early childhood choices did you have a choice you know i guess you know, going back to did the character in les miserables have a choice whether or not to steal the loaf of bread to feed his family or if your parents are being cruel to you is not alcohol going to save your soul at that time? If you're bored and alone and you smoke a joint and suddenly all the birds are singing louder, you're going to want to smoke another joint. At least I did. You know, it's like, that's why. And what keeps me sober today is because I never thought I was a real alcoholic. Because, you know, I would go into a bar knowing I was going to have six shots. I didn't go for a beer and end up there all night. I knew. And I had money for a taxi if I couldn't get a ride home. Uh, so I never, but what, what my point is, I see alcohol as a liquid drug. Mm -hmm. And if I had one margarita and it made me feel this much better, two would make me feel this much better. And maybe I'm a hedonist. Uh, I want to feel better. I want to feel good. So I can't smoke a joint and go to a concert on Saturday night because I want to smoke a joint on Sunday night. 
to walk my dog, you know, to do anything. You know, yeah. you know, I can't say, I remember driving my son to school every morning and I'd be very upset if there wasn't a roach in the ashtray for, for me to smoke on the way home from his school where I was dropping him off at eight in the morning. But it was just to the eye opener. Yep. Oh, something in alcohol. What is, what's the word in alcohol in the first drink in the morning? The steadier, you know, that that, that bloody yeah, mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see, to the hair of the dog. There's so many yep. great experiences. Anyway, the book is funny. I hope you understood. And I didn't write it to get people to like me, but I did write it to get people to know me. And then oh, we know you. I know you. I definitely know you now. Uh, you you put it all up. I can't do a book like this because I just can't remember it all. I really can't. I can remember enough. I can write a book, but I couldn't. I, I like you. You remember so many things and so many details, and to me, it's a blur. You know, funny. I do say smoking pot for twenty six years did impair my cognitive brain function. I can have a linear conversation for about a minute before I go off on a tangent. I can be having a serious conversation with someone and not remember what, you know, and go, and just go off somewhere. And they bring, you know, they, they bring it back. And I'm so enamored with people who can speak for five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, and make sense, even if they're speaking from notes or the ones that do it off the cuff, like Cory Booker. Did you see right. Cory Booker on television yep. yesterday? His speech at the hearing. Yep. That was. Did he rehearse that? Because it didn't look like he had a prompter. Well, they have those big things that you know that are away from them. That's up. It's not like people are, are you know reading papers anymore or the thing in front of them that's over there. No, I just think he wasn't just, at a podium. He was just from the heart. I just think from the heart, right? Well, and that's that. You know. Incredible. Some people can do that, and I just, ugh. I remember, oh, my God, I used to be so scared. Like, when first going and, and standing up in front of people at the meetings, and when you're going to go up and speak, oh my God. at the beginning, you know, just getting up there was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Then when I got up there, it was like, all right, can't shut me up, right? <laughs> and then I would just go, blah, 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 blah. and then I would get down and be like, did I even make any sense? What the hell did I say? What was I talking about? I don't know. But people are coming up to me going, oh, my God, I needed to hear that. And you have no idea. Well, and, you know. Accept so, it as a gift. It's a knack. It's a gift. The gift of gab is can be very, prof, you know, not profitable. Profitable if you're in sales or whatever. Look, you turned it into a show. <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. And she still yeah. has a gift of gab. You still can't yeah. shut her up, but it, she always has, she always makes sense. She always makes people understand where she's coming from or makes them feel understood. So, which is, I love her. Right. Uh, I you. She's, uh, she's my rock. I, I love my mama. The mama. My mama. Mama's, 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 mama's giving me rocks. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully everybody has a mama. full of rocks. Who's, who's yeah. a rock of strength and wisdom and compassion. Yeah. Yeah, but then, but but I put up here too. Now I got some things um, that I put up here too, so people can see it. All right, here's your twelve steps. Whoa. For me, I think everybody in the universe should live their life by these twelve steps. So you're not a control freak, right? Not at all. 
The whole thing of live and let live. Live and let them live the way I tell them to. Let the way, you know, these are suggestions. Suggestions. <laughs> these suggestions. These steps are suggestions that y'all should really live your life every day. Why don't you keep it up longer so people can screenshot it and print it out and put it in their bathrooms right. on, yeah. on their mirror so they can read that every morning and hate you? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't make it as long as you read it. But I mean, you can look up the 12 steps anyway. Um, but they are, I mean, the and and the problem and the thing is, is in addicts, people have this like misconception of an alcoholic or an addict because oh, you're out of control and you can't stop drinking, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, you know, that's not the case. You can be an alcoholic if even if you go to the bar every just Friday night but you have to be there every Friday night. You know what I mean? And you can still be functioning alcoholic. You can still be functioning drug addict. Like Leonard was completely, you know, he did everything he needed to do. He was moving. He was moving, shaking, grooving, doing everything he needed to do. And, uh, and it's insane. You really have to read this book, people. It was crazy. His life is crazy. And, uh, but the, those, those steps though, can work with anything because an addictive personality is an addictive personality. You can be addicted like we were talking earlier. It could be artwork. You like artwork? You gonna you can't stop buying artwork when you know like I know some old ladies that can't stop buying off of the internet or buying off of Amazon. That's an addiction. I have Amazon on my other screen right now. I was just going to say, she said old ladies buying off of Amazon. I was like, um, excuse me? Multi I Amazon everything. Oh, my God. I Amazon everything. I do. If I, can, if I I need food, I go to the grocery store. But everything else yeah. delivered to me. It's a blessing and a curse. It is. It, I mean, it is. It really is. And you can, you can get um, addicted to things like I love. You know what I loved? Right, speaking of the shiny ball, at the beginning yeah. of your book, the very beginning of your book, I didn't even make it past the credits, and I was already turning pages. I was already turning pages down. All right, right, right. Wait, at the beginning, of your book, oh. and it is a the Henry Miller quote. All right, a uh, book lying idle on a shelf is wasted ammunition like money. Books must be kept in constant circulation. A book is not only a friend; it makes friends for you. When you have possessed a book with in mind and spirit, you are enriched. But when you pass it on, you are enriched threefold. I love that. I was like, I'm going to love this book. That's before it even started. I'm going, oh my God, here we go. And I'm already turning pages well, down. I, I see some books behind you. Yeah, I got quite a few. And I want to let people know <laughs> I haven't there. done cocaine in 27 years. And this espresso, it's decaf because I don't drink oh. caffeinated coffee after four o'clock. And oh, it's been, yeah. how cute is that? Is that a cute? That's adorable. I love it. A friend of mine just brought it back from Italy, so it's a Beautiful. little Italian cup. Look. Oh, how precious! Oh, I love it. Well, I can't. I don't want to hold it up. Wait, wait. Spill it. Make sure it's empty. Put a little spill on your computer. What's it say? So now I have to get the Italian blend oh, for my for my machine. Because it's, it's, it's from Mario, wow. by the way. It's from Mario. Wow. Way to go, Marion. That's an awesome gift. Oh, I gotta get back to it. Yeah, so coffee, coffee, 
People say, oh, is marijuana addictive? I say, is coffee addictive? How many people have tried to get off coffee, but they can't handle the headaches? Yeah. For the few days. I drink a pot every morning, a whole pot, just myself. But I make it weak. It's like half strength. Okay. But, I still but, it's, you love, but you still love it, right? It's not like you're resenting yourself for drinking it. The way mm -hmm. people, in my definition of addiction, based on my personal experience of having done cocaine every single day for 13 years. But I was only an addict for one year, the 13th year. Because for 12 years, every time I did a line or a spoon, I did it because I wanted to. I wanted to do it. But mm -hmm. in that 13th year, I'd wake up in the morning and think, I'm not going to do any lines until after dinner. And then right after lunch, I would there do you it. Were. Yep. And I could not not do it. And I thought, yep. that's prison. Yep. That That is being trapped by a yep. drug. Well, I, yeah, I used to control, and now it controls me. And that was frightening. Right? And I know that is when people have that. And I was talking to a drunk last night, an active drunk, a, an incredibly drunk woman on FaceTime. And she said, she, she said that that cliche. I can't live with it, and I can't live without it. Mm -hmm. It's that moment, of like you got to make a choice. You got to right. try. You know, I don't want to be like, you know, trying to drink yourself to death. That's passe. That's that doesn't help anybody anymore. You're right. You're right. But that's the mind. The mind is just not you. It's not you. I think the getting Getting sober is one of the most radical things you can do in yeah. this country because you're no longer hopefully brainwashed by the powers that be. Not using drugs is is really a very radical thing to do. Yeah, because yeah. when I found yep, when I found cocaine, that was it. That was like, ooh, this is this. I love this because I can stay up longer, I can go faster, I can go harder, I can drink more, I can do more. I was, that was it for me. That was I, missed, I missed the drip. I missed that drip. I missed the taste. It tastes yeah, all, always going. Yeah, so always yeah. And if I had, and I had to, I had to deal because that was the only way I could have enough, you know, to yeah, do myself and make some money and whatever. Yeah, but you, but you can't, yeah, if you know what's in the house, you've got to do it. Yeah, but now one bad line cut with fentanyl and you're yeah, dead. That's, yeah, it's crazy. I, I feel like I, is I, over. I was done before ecstasy was even out, so I never even got to do that. That's what got me off of cocaine. I could start snorting ecstasy. That's how yeah. I got off yeah. of cocaine. So never did it. Probably a damn good thing. You know, um, so like that, that wasn't even a that wasn't even a blip on the radar for me at the time, you know, so yeah, no you, clue. Would, you would have overdone it. Yep. Oh, I know I would have. That's, that's what got me to the rehab 27 years ago. It was the yeah. yeah, well, Coke, Coke got me to the rehab, really. Yeah, it, got yeah. you. it got you, right? It got me. It got me good. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, and, and, alive and well. Exactly. And what a difference. What a different... It's like it's it's a 180. It's a complete 180. I wouldn't recognize me if I saw me then, you know, as to the me I am now. Well, I would recognize me because I haven't aged at all. 
still looks 21 to me. Yeah, you still look good. Well, men can age well. Women don't. Oh, Jessica's age. Oh, no, excuse me. Okay, I age you're, you're, you're beautifully. Tell her, tell her the one goes away. Tell her oh, the cigarettes. Away. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just quit smoking cigarettes. It's been four months since I had one. Still want one. Does Does the want ever go away? No. Yes. No, it doesn't. Oops, sorry. No, it doesn't. I have not smoked. Oh, my God. Excuse my I haven't smoked for 10 years, and there are times, but. <laughs> no. <laughs> are you smoking currently, Mama? Um, nope. Nope. You don't smoke? No. You, no. We you were talking about, about it every day? Do you, you, you think about it every day? Do you see? I always I think about it, and I know that the moment that I pick one, up, pick one up and light it up, that I won't stop. That's the only thing that I know that if I start it again, I won't stop because I have that. It's like a sponge. My body was addicted to it. As soon as you take that, like I, I had, I had um, run out of cigarettes and coffee once. Mm -hmm. This was, you know, my kids were little, and I was dying. I was so sick, sick as a dog. By the time my husband, then my then husband, came home from work and brought me coffee and cigarettes, drink the coffee, and you could feel it. You could feel it in your body. But I smoked the cigarette, and it was just like a sponge in my brain. You know, it felt incredible, but then I, my headache was gone and it was just like, what the hell, you know, but, but by the time I quit smoking cigarettes, I was smoking three packs a day and I was telling my mom about this. I'm like, that was a lot. I couldn't, you couldn't afford that today, you know, but they were a dollar something or $2, maybe a pack. And I was outraged at that, but, but I was getting sick every year from smoking. You know, and I was getting um, bronchitis. And then the next year I would get walking pneumonia. And then the next year I had full-blown pneumonia. And I woke up in the morning, here I am, cigarette in hand, matches in the legs. I'd never light it. Sitting there waiting. I'm coughing up this crap crud. Oh, my God, disgusting. You know, and I'm going, oh, my God, can this end so I can start my day? You know, it's like I can't even get out of bed until I light this cigarette. That's how. And then I was like, you know what? It, again, it was like that epiphany, that moment, and I said, how sick is this, right? So I said, okay, I'm already sick. I have pneumonia. I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. I crunched the cigarettes. I threw them, and that was it. I was so, oh, my God, two weeks of absolute hell, you know, to get that out of your system. But I was sick, too, with pneumonia, so I was, like, sick anyway. But you can feel it. You know, withdrawals from cigarettes are horrible. So it's worse, easier to quit drinking than it is to quit smoking. For me, it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, crazy. I, I got to quit coffee once 15 years ago. I, I didn't like that I was smoking coffee. And the woman I was living with, who I was engaged to be married to, said... I don't like you smoke. I don't like you drinking coffee. It makes you too, too. Uh, what's the word she used? Too not aggressive. No, not bad. Makes you too creative or something. <laughs> too, too, too something. <laughs> and and I would see myself walking down the street with a with a Starbucks cup, thinking, I look very unattractive and addicted that I can't walk down the street without a cup of Starbucks. But 15 years ago, I had open heart surgery and I was in the hospital for five days. And I thought at the end of the five days, I thought, wow, I haven't had any coffee. I was, I was sort of unconscious for the detox. And it was really, so I didn't pick up the coffee for 10 more years. 
10 more years I didn't drink any and now I only drink espresso so I'm not tempted to have a cup of coffee where the people have coffee like I'm sort of like a snob like oh, oh and I have a little espresso machine yeah. so it limits my coffee drinking and I know there's less caffeine in espresso and it just seems more well that's perfect for you artsy just the only that's what you do that's your people that you hang around with that's the things that you do your your real this thing i'm going to put up i'm going to put this picture up um we, we're going to talk about this next all right you started this in sobriety real festival yeah and right now, um, this is going to be in October, October 21st to the 27th in Los Angeles. You can submit your film if it's, um, you know, about uh, drug, drugs or, or mental, mental disparities or, or depression. We've expanded in the last 14 years since we started it. You know, we'll, we'll deal with films about social ills because, you know, we know poverty and whatnot can lead to addiction and such. So we have mental, mental injury films. That's the new yeah. word, mental, mental, mental injury. injury. I know. I love how we term things. Illness. You, know, you don't want to stigmatize people who have mental dis. You know, so it's Ugh. not. Yeah, we have to be politically correct. That's a poster. That's awesome. This is from that 2017. Awesome. We've been doing it since 2008. This will be our yeah. 14th year. And We're so cool. happy to be back in the theater. Because for the last two years, in case you didn't notice, nothing was open. Yep. So we went online, but now we're back in the theater in LA. Yay. Yay. So how did Robert Downey uh, Sr. come into this picture? Like, how did you what do, do you think? I think I'm forgetting about if he is even coming in. What's coming in? <laughs> Athena, she's coming in to do our midsection break with our. Oh, I want to hear about gems. I burn incense religiously. Oh, hi. Are you in Los Angeles? I am. Yes. Hello. Hello. Do you like cappuccinos? I do. Are you okay. asking me to coffee? <laughs> Is it a coffee date? Yes. Oh, no. That's why I wrote the book to stop being single. Ah, and I yes. tell her, if they read this book, if you still want to go out with me after you read this book, you're you're, you're my girl. Thank because, you. Um, right. Let her husband read it. She's got a great husband and a beautiful family. My husband might take issue with yeah. that. I don't know. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known you could not possibly be honest. I'll just bring him with me, right? It's fine. <laughs> there you go. Not without drinking. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's, I know. Those days are gone now. Again, okay, this is another show. This is book. an amazing <laughs> show. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening here. Maybe you have a sister or a mother. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Well, oh. We're going to get into that. That's the after hours. So that's like the first hour is like the family hour. And then the nine to 10 is the more X-rated stuff. We get <laughs> yeah, more. we get into crystals. We dive into that yeah. energy, that coffee. Yeah. Yeah, the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I like crystals. Oh, my God. Jacob Tizzolo. Hello, oh, Jacob. Great. Green tourmaline makes it safe for travel, right? Mm -hmm. Green tourmaline. Green tourmaline. I love green tourmaline. Green tourmaline actually is um, 
not as easy to find. Like you'll find like little, little bits and it runs a little bit more yeah. expensive, um, but it's a beautiful stone. Oh, look at that. See? Yeah. yeah. Ah, I love it. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Oh, that's gorgeous. Where did you get that? In Big Sur. Oh, that was wonderful. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I, I don't have any green terms. That quality, but that looks gorgeous. Maybe we'll have to get a coffee after all. <laughs> 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 I assume your husband is still at work. He's at a big bucket. Watch over. Is he a lawyer or a stockbroker? Um, my husband is actually a chiropractor. Chiropractor. He, he would be really good at neck adjustments in case you made wrong. <laughs> or breaking. Come too close to his wife and he will adjust your neck permanently. You can break yeah, your neck. Like, let me give you an adjustment. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. It's totally fun. I love it. It, it makes it makes for a very interesting show today, doesn't it? I just it really does. It does. does I mean, you know, watching this? You know what's going to happen on the Fox then? You just I don't. thought it was like a Zoom thing, just the four. Yeah. <laughs> people hey, yeah. other people? No, As I always say, we're having coffee at a restaurant. We're getting to know each other, and there's just people eavesdropping. So there's people eavesdropping on our conversation. Right. And if I, I can. They're not the only ones. Oh, yeah. Because I got friends who do things that film things and break into Hunter Hitler's bunker. So we got the FBI tracking us as well. So we're good. Perfect. <laughs> and we got my husband who's Persian. So we got like the Persian mafia over here. You know? Woohoo! Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can go. I just know something. Hardcore. I do paranormal investigations, and we started the thing called the Paramafia. So it's like me and Chris George. Chris is the godfather, and I'm the I'm the queen. I love it. I just thought something. You can go to coffee with Leonard and, and get your, your green your, ring. Get my ring. I will go to coffee with your husband and get butter. <laughs> I, I, I just want the chiropractor. Lots of wins. Lots of wins happening tonight. Was the, what's, what's your Venmo account? I'll send you something right now. I don't have one. Mm. So you have something called para, para mafia? Yeah. It's Gina. I thought it meant paranormal. Does it mean paranormal? I do paranormal for real. I, that's I really do. And um and we just started this thing as a joke, you know what I mean? The paramafia. And it's funny. I don't know if I have do I have that picture on here? I don't even know if I do. I think you gotta oh. say it with your accent though, Gina. You gotta roll in with the it's a paramafia, baby. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> what kind of accent? You don't, mess, you don't mess with the godfather of the paramafia. You'll pay your visit. But but let me let me uh you know what we're gonna we're gonna just table our all this for conversation for a minute because I want to give Athena a minute to um talk about this wonderful yeah because it's new here. for me okay hidden night that's what we're gonna be talking about tonight so what we're gonna do is we're gonna let her talk about that we're gonna leave and then she'll come back she'll yap with us again all right so we'll let her do her thing and then we'll be right back so let's let me remove us
Well, hello, hello, loves. Um, it's so nice to be back here on the Fox Den. I am Athena Barry, Reiki master and author of award-winning book, Raise Your Vibes, and creator of Crystal Reiki Healer. And um, it's just, it's so lovely to be back. I know we missed last week with, um, with our St. Patrick's Day. So feeling that sense of green, I thought it'd be really nice to come in with the energy of Hiddenite, which is also very in line with this evening's show. So, you know, let's let's dive in. Um, I really felt called to Hidden Night because this is the stone of gratitude. I mean, really, this is when you're thinking of all the things you're grateful for, this one really supports bringing in that energy and allows us to receive love through that vibration of gratitude. Um, Hidden Night works in a way that it stimulates our heart chakra and assists us in releasing attachments to any future desires or even past regrets so that we can really focus in on the gifts that we're receiving in this moment, um, like being here on the Fox Den. Um, we can use this energy from this crystal as well to counter things like anxiety or stress fear, um, especially fear relating to your sense of self-worth, um, as well as our finances. And, you know, if you've been struggling during the pandemic with work, this is a really good one to help you manifest that income again. Um, so everybody's going to rush out and get hit at night after this. Um, it's also really great in that it deepens our psychic intuition. So really tuning into what's important to us, because many of us um, and why it's so great for today's show in recovery and about getting high is a lot of people that have addiction issues um, or people who turn to substances are typically dealing with um, an attempt to like repress or put it put outside themselves or numb themselves of things that have caused them, um, you know, heartache or grief or maybe some childhood traumas or any of these things, they're trying to, you know, place that out of their minds. And a big part of recovering from addiction are, you know, feelings of shame, feelings of guilt, um, you know, and Hidden Night allows us to heal these deep wounds inside of ourselves, but also releases us from those feelings of shame and doubt and fear and self-doubt, self-sabotage, so that we can see the light and see, you know, new hope in the new circumstances that we're coming into, the new patterns and the new forms of healthy behaviors that we're trying to, you know, create in our lives. And, and as well as helping us to let go of any worrisome or repetitive negative thoughts, you know, those nagging voices in your mind, um, that or voice in your mind, Hidden Night is really good at just kind of settling that one down. So if you can't turn it off yourself, holding onto a piece of Hidden Night will really help to just kind of calm and soothe that voice, you know, that we've got talking to us inside of our heads. Um, and this really gives us so much, such a sense of serenity and just mental peace in general. Um, this crystal activates our heart chakra and reminds us that we are both created from love and constantly able to give and receive love, both for ourselves as well as for others, and with this kind of childlike innocence. 
This stone allows us to let go of any expectations, like I was saying, or any regrets, so that we're really open to love and really open to the possibility of joy in the divine timing, in this very moment, with gratitude in our hearts. This stone, likewise, is very good for diplomacy and emotional control. So sometimes when we get emotional, we will just speak out, right? We'll rush out to say something. And this one kind of helps us tone that down a little so that we can kind of think and process before we speak and say something that, you know, might hurt someone else. And this is especially important both in our personal lives as well as our business lives. So, um, and, it, and it gives you like this kind of magnetic vibrational, like a boost. So you can start attracting the things that you want in your life, especially when it comes to love relationships, marriages, um, our better jobs, um, you know, anything related to um, our love and to our wealth, because um, love is wealth. You know, when you have love, you are wealthy. So there's not there's not too much of a change here, a shift. Um, in the difference. And with the theme of today's show, you know, all of these relationships that someone may have had um, while they were using substances or dealing with addiction or healing from addiction, um, you know, a lot of these relationships suffered. So um, working with Hidden Night is a really wonderful way to help kind of mend those, but it also helps mend yourself. So you can't really help other relationships if you haven't done the work your soul work first. So this is a really good one to, to help you do that and kind of find your way. Physically speaking, this stone is really great for weight control. So anybody that is still struggling to lose their, you know, COVID-15 or COVID-20, is it COVID-20? Um, this is a great choice to keep with you at mealtime. Um, just helps, you know, make sure you're getting what you need and not overeating, as well as during your workouts, because that'll help support your workout. So you're burning the calories that you need to and giving you that kind of extra energy incentive to to keep going um, versus just like the burnout ways you can use this stone or wear this stone um, besides keeping it with you at mealtime or um, during your workouts. It's wonderful to keep this one under your pillow when you go to bed because this kind of makes those precious hours of sleep that we spend align us with the energy of the crystal. So you're talking about, you know, depending how long you sleep, but you know, six, seven, eight, nine hours um, to align your energy with this crystal. So it's a really nice time to keep that under your pillow. And likewise, you can hold on to this anytime you're feeling stressed, you're feeling overwhelmed, or you're getting any of those negative nagging thoughts of self-doubt self creep in. Um, you can keep it in your bra, like I like to do, um, in a pocket, um, as well as just, you know, holding it in your hands while you meditate. I wouldn't put this one in water just because um, it's, it's not as hard of a stone. So, you know, it can crack, it can break, it can come apart, and then it has lithium in it. So you don't want that to seep into the water. I mean, you would have to leave it in there a really long time, but it does have lithium in there. So that's part of why you kind of wouldn't want to have that. Um, for your crystal elixirs, but under your pillow, holding in your hands or against your skin is absolutely safe and okay. And of course, I love to leave you with a wonderful affirmation to help you connect with your crystals energy. And for Hidden Night, 
I give and receive an abundance of love and gratitude with an open heart. Thank you, ladies, so much for having me here on the Fox Den. It is such a gift, as always, to share crystals with you. And I really hope that this one resonated for this week's show. I think so. I think so. so. I think that was perfect. And you're perfect as always. Oh, Very good. What did you think, Leonard? I can't. was getting coffee. <laughs> my, mind, my mind is blown, okay? And I'm sorry that you don't have the rest of the show all to yourself. Oh, she's starting as a guest on our show. I have yeah. a feeling you'll have your own show very soon. She you, does. Are, she does. you are she near does. Hollywood, right? Sorry? Yes, she does. You, you are near Hollywood, aren't you? I am. I'm actually... Um, Hollywood Dynasty. Somebody, yeah. What? She's what? Hollywood Dynasty. Rita Hayworth is her aunt. I'm, I'm, and, well, I'm in. I'm stuck up in Studio City. Where are you? Um, I'm out in Calabasas now. My dog is buried in Calabasas. I go like once a year to show my living dog where she's going to end up. Oh, it's a beautiful pet cemetery. That's so really, nice. It's, it's quiet. And there's a whole different energy. And the yeah. tombstones are so beautiful to read. Oh, that's so lovely. I didn't know that they had Calabasas, that. Calabasas, yes. We'll have to have a look. Yes, I'm in Calabasas now. And I was born in Hollywood and then kind of lived all over the place and um, landed back in Brentwood with my husband for what, the last 10 years. And then we moved out here to Calabasas. So, well, it's, it's beautiful. She was an actress too for a while, and um, and now she has her own show, Raise Your Vibes, uh, show, and you know she's you can raise your butts. What is it? Raise, raise your butts. Raise your butts. Raise those butts. Vibes. No, hold on. Hold on. It's all about vibes, isn't it? It's all about vibes. I'm all about raising your vibes. Yes. CrystalReikiHealer.com. You can find her there. You can check her out on Facebook and on Instagram and all, all over the place. But her show, her. show is amazing. Thank you. And if anybody's going to be out in London, um, you know, or in Europe, close to there in April, I'm going to be there for the Mind, Body, Spirit Wellbeing Festival. Beautiful. And that's going to be April 16th. On, I'm, my workshop is on the 16th, um, but the work, the festival runs from the 15th to the, what is it, to the 18th. And it's kind of like the the burning man of spirituality. Where is it being held? <laughs> it's at the Olympia Center in London. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you're in LA, but maybe we have some viewers that will be out. If you're there, you guys come stop and see me. That would be so fun. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, no. I have a complaint. What? Where are my butterfly wings? Uh-huh. Got it. <laughs> she like, she like, oh, wait, I don't I'm want to be you. <laughs> you know, I had to change my whole situation here around because I had an interview for another for the for the festival today. And I couldn't get my Wi-Fi to work the way it was. You know, usually I have it plugged in and I got my bookshelves and all that stuff and right. my wings and all that. And I just couldn't make it work. So I just said, you know what? 
this is not happening. I'm not going to stress. We're just going to have my, okay. you know, yeah, that works. we're going to go with this behind me today. Yep. It's, it's pretty, beautiful. but not as pretty as my butterfly wings. But then, I know. She always wants those butterflies. She's got the butterfly wings. That's what she's talking about. Are they butterfly wings or angel's but, wings? It's I mean, I call them angel wings, but Mama D calls them butterfly wings. So, you know, it can, it, there's not much difference. Yeah. They're all angels, nope. right? Yep. Yeah, so, you know. All wings are really good, other than, well, chicken, other than chicken wings. Chicken wings Aww. are good. Ooh, chicken wings. Mama D, does your husband try to get you to eat more fried foods with the ho-hos and the Twinkies? No, no, I don't I don't do the deep fried. I, I just like mm. but we can't get them up here in Canada, so they have to be shipped as contraband from the States. Oh, contraband. Oh, contraband. Oh, oh we don't know anything about contraband. <laughs> contraband. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we be like, like, you don't have to worry about the sniffing dogs sniffing drugs. In my, in my day, it'd be like, ooh, chocolate. Since we're doing I'm going to be in Rochester, New York, speaking on uh, May 18th at a conference about the opiate epidemic kind of thing. Ooh, that's good. Oh, yeah. So I'll be in Rochester, which is closer to Pennsylvania. Yep. For your viewers, if they want to drive up there. Right. That's amazing. No, That's so great. Who would, to, who would want to go to an opiate convention? I mean, I would. I would do that. I'm, I'm a little far, so I won't be able to. But I mean, I took them for years and years because I had chronic back pain for 16 years. So I took a lot of that. Um, Norco. Yep. Well, first it was like Vicodin, and then they stopped giving that out, and it became Norco. Yeah. And it just got to a point. I was like, I can't stand this anymore. I, I don't like who I am. I don't like how these make me so feel. So you married a chiropractor. I did. I did. So I had, and I married a chiropractor. So that helped. Um, but when we realized I had a fracture, you know, he can't, he doesn't like fix them in that way. Um, so, you know, instead it was like, no, you have to have surgery. And when I was going through the pain after they were giving me even stronger meds. Yeah. And those weren't working. And that's when I kind of just had my, you know, my spiritual, like another spiritual awakening where I was like, I'm done. I'm going to take my power back. I, the, none of this stuff is working anyway. I am turning to Reiki and all my crystals. And I stopped completely all of that stuff. And my pain management doctor, when I went in for the, the interview, he was like, okay, so you need a refill. And I said, no, I actually stopped taking it. Yeah. Like, like what? I know that's the thing. When I got sober yeah. and and off of all drugs and everything, I was so deathly afraid of taking anything. You know, even when I to get LASIK eye surgery, and they said we're going to give you Valium. I said, why? Does it hurt? And they said, no. I'm like, because I don't think it hurts your eye, right? It's not painful. And they said, no, not really. But um, it's they didn't really tell you that it was like to calm your nerves okay. down, basically. To make you chill out. That was insane. I'll tell you, that was the craziest, creepiest, freakiest thing I've ever done in my life. It scared the crap out of me. And if I ever had to go in and redo it again, I would take my Valiums and everybody else's in the room with them. <laughs> I would take some Valiums before I got there. <laughs> 
I'd be like, go ahead, do, do what you want to do. But we need to be like, you know, you're laying down and they wheel you under that table and they slide you under it. And then this rake comes over your eye and it goes back and tape. And there's like, uh, this is what I felt like, like this, like a thing coming down and that's what's sucking your eye out. And I'm just like, the whole time so my stomach is leaving the table and she's pushing me down going calm down and i was going up gina, going, gina 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 look look yes what, what am i looking at leonard i had laser surgery in the eye no, for cataracts okay. it was like being, it was like being at a, at a pink floyd show right up to these you know to their light show yeah. laser laser surgery for cataracts it was like a pink floyd concert leonard. Well, what Leonard. I say was like paper, Puppy. you know. Oh, always a silver lining. That's kind of fun. I mean. No, Gina, no. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. What oh. a beautiful. Oh, my God. Look at what women do with an animal. <laughs> We're all talking about serious stuff, and then it's like, oh, my God. No, I, I saw ears. I saw him go down, then I saw ears. And I went, oh, like, what am I looking at? I'm looking. I'm going. I don't know what you're I know, Mama. She's like, look, look, look. I'm like, what? and I'm looking. I'm like, what am I looking at? What's happening? It's a funny. Oh. Oh. Can she do the rest of the show without me? My house at work. Oh, hi, baby. Oh. Oh. We are a pet friendly show. It's a puppet. It's a puppet. Oh. It's a little hand puppet. Yeah, I don't think so. A hand puppet. <laughs> oh, I miss my lace. Occasionally squeaks. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get another one yet. It's still too soon for me to get another puppy. Well, when it's time. Yeah. And it'll probably be redhead, just like me. Maybe. <laughs> I no, love the rings, no. too. You kind of changed your hair a bit, right? Yes. Something no, like I just sort of changed it. Very oh, nice. I, like yeah, I saw that there was a good-looking man on the show tonight, so I figured it look good. <laughs> In case he was making his way up to Canada and wanted coffee, yeah, right? Exactly. 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 <laughs> well, he needs expression. But I take my espresso with caffeine. <laughs> With Kathy and <laughs> Without the chiropractor husband. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we need to have your chiropractor husband on I the show one time. Oh, my, you know, I've asked him. I've told him, why don't you come no, on? I get on ones, even do. on my own show. And um, and he all of a sudden gets like cam like camera shy. But he's not really? camera shy. He, so he made this video. So my husband's hilarious, right? We call him Mel Pacino. This is how I was introduced to him. Because he... <laughs> When I met him, he actually kind of looked like Al Pacino. And he would do like the shtick from Scarface. So perfect. Say hello to my little friend. Yes. Oh my God, he's ridiculous. <laughs> so that's in the clip. So on YouTube, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. What is, I gotta find what the link is. Um, yeah, you have to put the link in the chat. On mine, oh my God, I wonder if I can find it. It is hilarious. It's like the best, best Kubide kebabs or something. And he, he's like on fire and he's making, prepping the kebabs and cooking them but all to the, you know, Scarface impersonation. Oh and it's, my God, I love it. Oh he's ridiculous. So I'm like, how can you make something like that? But then you can't, you can't do it, something like this. Maybe because it was live. I mean, now this is live and maybe he's scared right. or like intimidated. I'm like, no, just come on. Everybody right. wants to see you. And because he's a ham. I mean, he really is. Let me see if yeah, I can. He's find really him. cute. You should see him. He's really, really cute. He's, he's really cute. Yeah, yeah. He's very, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sorry, Leonard. Very handsome. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy for you. You have no idea. Thank you. What a good liar I am. I hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Amazing, amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, thank you for saying it. I'll stick it I'm up. I'm not normally this inappropriate. I apologize. It, you know, it happens on this show. It's I really, I bring out the best in people. That's all. <laughs> Did you see, she, this started out as her being a guest on our show. And I just yeah. said, you know, I, and I was just talking to mom. I said, you know, we should do a thing. We should do like a crystal of the week thing. And then she's like, I'd come on and do that. I'm like, really? Okay. And she said, I would. She is. She has no choice now. Yeah, I know. Like Mama D, she was going to be a trial. Come try being a co-host with me for a while. And then boom, how here she is. I no, love it. Now, no matter how hard you try, yep. you can't Pete get rid Murray, of me. You're stuck here in the fox den. It's just oh, an endless loop. <laughs> We've got you in the lair now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wonder how do I do this? I don't know if I can do this while I'm oh, on here. Oh, I don't know. Um, okay, if you put it in the, you might Athena, be able to copy what's, what's the, the, the private I'm going to put it in my, um, I'm going to put it here on today's show, right? I can put it there. Yeah. yeah Cause here you're streaming here. Ooh, that's weird. I can hear my voice. Okay. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Athena, do you tape all your segments? Yes, she does. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Send them to a big producer yeah. and yep. go on uh, a, yeah. a real network. What's that? I said you tell your so you can send them to a producer friend to get you a gig on a on a real network. Um, I I haven't. I mean, I've rec I've recorded everything. I have everything saved. Um, I have my channel. I started a show on KP Media TV called Raise Your Vibes. Um, uh -huh. So sorry. Do you know Tommy Rosen? I'm not Tommy very Rosen. good with names. He's in Topanga. He's got oh, a he's close to me then. something called Recovery 2.0, where he incorporates recovery with yoga. I love it. And okay. He's been doing it for years and is a very inspirational dude. Awesome. Uh, and, he's, and he's doing a show or he's, what's he's just happening? He <laughs> does something that makes him a hero of mine. <laughs> that he has taken his passion of yoga and incorporated into recovery without the, the the dogma of the 12 steps necessarily. Right. But how it's all for the same purpose. You know, and some people say, well, what's the what's the spiritual aspect of AA? All of it. Right? Mm -hmm. All of it. Mm -hmm. So we're all hopefully, and I've always said, you talk about the people should do the steps and study the steps and you know the traditions. If countries rewrote their constitutions to the twelve traditions, there'd be, no, there'd be no invasions and there'd be no holocausts if they I'm followed the twelve traditions and you know and uh, and did yoga in the morning. You did yoga in the morning, yes. yeah. Yeah, it was, it's so interesting. You mentioned that for recovery. Recently, someone had reached out to me. They're starting to do now. I mean, we're starting to see Reiki in hospitals um, because they're doing it for uh, for pain relief. For They're showing that it's helping the recovery go along faster mm -hmm. and the patients are using less pain medication. But then um, a lot of these facilities now, and I think they're, I think it's mostly right now kind of the, the shishier uh more expensive recovery centers but like you know like the private houses in beverly hills and things like that that's who reached out to me um but they're incorporating reiki now too 
um, for their clients that are in addiction recovery or substance abuse or I'm not sure what that they makes sense. the term is, but they're, they're bringing in Reiki healers. So I thought, oh, oh my God, that's amazing. I mean, I wouldn't say that I had an addiction to pain medication. I never understood why people took it for fun because it, for me, it was like taking a super Advil, but I didn't have an issue stopping either. And I think in large part, that was because I was doing so much self-healing with Reiki. Mm -hmm. So it, that is also another, and, and yoga is a wonderful, you know, tool, especially for our physical bodies, but our spiritual, because you're able to kind of tune out all that chatter and, and like with hidden night, you know, all those self I gotta get some of that. It's fairly new. It was only discovered in like 1890 something, 1892 or something in North Carolina. So there's actually, it's a fairly recently discovered crystal, which is kind of cool. I don't know that it's actually new in the sense of crystals because they're, you know, they're like millions of years old, but newly discovered to us uh, mortals, right? So um, yeah, it's fairly new and not all the crystal stores have it, but it's an incredibly powerful stone. So I love working yeah, for all the things that you were saying. I need it for all of those things. I love that, like the COVID-20, I was like, I was reading this and I was like reading up about the stone and like, okay, I need to, um, you know, that's what I do, right? I when, I when I connect with a crystal, it's like, how much can I find out about it? I'm like a kid in a candy store, you know, looking up, how do I find it? How do you spell that crystal? I will show it. I will show it oh, again. Yeah, put it up there for her. And uh, so I, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, it's good for weight loss too. I'm like, I know a lot of people that are really, really going to appreciate that. Because you're, you know, you're hiding your fat, hidden, right? You're hiding it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the crystal would be a good name for a romance novel. Oh, well, you know, also very in line with the energy of the stone. So that could work too. Sure. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. write that with me? Hidden night. <laughs> But only online, only, only on Zoom. One line at a time. That's how it goes. You write a book, you write a book, one line at a time. Yeah, <laughs> hidden nights, ooh. Hidden nights, one night yeah. at a time, I like it. Yeah, yeah. And, then and the music in the background is Arabian Nights, but just changed to Hidden Nights. Well, Scheherazade, with the finale being you know, whatever. Right, right. See, now he thinks everything goes to cinema. You know, like his whole life, he was referring back to the, to a movie or you know how like, what he was going through. Yeah, reminds him about movies. And the film festival that he's doing is amazing. What a, oh, what a great event! And the writers, writers and treatment program that he does too, amazing. And the the people involved are just crazy. What are all those um, awards behind you? From the city, from the state, commendations, recommendations. Uh, you know, you see these same kind of things in your local dry cleaner. You know, we, <laughs> we appreciate your business. It's for stuff. But I'm due, I'm due. They're, they're like five years old. But they make a great decoration. And I'm very, I have diplomas and certifications. And when I get guests, I sit, I sit them over there. So that's what they see. So I don't have to, you know, so, and then I have to live up to the awards. Right. But I do, I, I have to, because right. it's who we are, right? 
yeah. as, as healers and 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 uh, broadcasters and raconteurs, I saw that Hidden Night is connected to the Scorpio sign. I'm Scorpio rising, everyone. Oh, um, it's crystal yeah. best for me. Oh, here's a question. Yeah, for you, Athena. Um, what? Yes, yes, I see that. Okay, so okay, so here's the thing, and I always tell everyone they, they, I, I know maybe it, maybe I should figure out a way to change how these posts come up because I know it says that it's for Scorpio, but that doesn't necessarily mean that only Scorpio science can use this. Everybody can use these crystals. It's just that yep. Scorpios or whatever sign I have on there tend to how do I say this in a really nice way? They tend to have like, this is an area where they need extra support. So this might be, you know, with Scorpio. Yeah. So we want them to kind of chill out, right? No, we want, you know, they, they have that kind of stinging, but they also are, you know, known for being very passionate, known for, you know, their sex drives and, and all this, right? I mean, it's, sorry. It's just their stingers. And their stingers <laughs> while they're at it. And, Yes, and so the crystal that is mentioned on here, it's usually not saying that only that sign can use it, but that um, it really does support that sign um, in, a, in a way where maybe they could just use a little, you know, a little extra of that energy. Um, if you go on Crystal Reiki Healer um, on Instagram, um, I think on Facebook as well, because I have yeah, that. On Instagram, you have a lot that you can see. On right Instagram, away. it's a, yeah, it's a lot easier. You can go on there, and I have all of the all of the signs, all of the crystals, and just. But also, you know, keep in mind you can use any of the crystals that are listed on a zodiac. Um, it's just that. Those particular signs, that's where they use, they can use some extra support. Likewise, during the month. So right now, for example, we're in Aries, right? Um, so any of the Aries stones that are related to Aries will be very supportive for everybody during Aries season because mm -hmm. Aries energy is, is with us right now. So it just, it supports everybody. Um, but for the, the sign itself, that's where, you know, maybe just, pay a little extra attention because that can be, that can really help kind of fill in, you know, fill in any empty spots where maybe you're, you know, need just that extra support. That's all. So, so you could start a crystal of the, of the month slash sign organization where every solstice or I mean, you know what I'm saying? When it changes from whatever it was to Aries, you should get a stone and keep it on your desk for a month and then put it away and take it out next year. Well, she kind What's of does that a little bit. What's um, the stone for Sagittarians? Sorry? What's the stone for Sagittarius? Well, there are many stones that work very well for Sagittarius. Um, so, again, you know, if you want to go on there, I mean, okay, so there's... I'll, I'll go on the website, of course. There's so many. You yes. can go on there. Um, so, I know there's, like, the typical ones that are listed, like, in jewelry stores, but that's mostly because they want you to buy that gemstone. Yeah, right? the birthstone. Okay. That's more of a commercialized gemstone, yeah. but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of other crystals that support that. Sagittarius, one of my best friends, she is really drawn to black tourmaline. Um, it's a really good stone for them. Helps Which ground one? Them. Tourmaline. Right. Black, black tourmaline. Speaking of yes, tourmaline, tourmaline, right? Yeah, it's really good for grounding because, you know... Um, as well as Aries too, but especially Sagittarius because they tend to, uh, it's a fire sign, 
but they also tend to um, have this adventurous kind of personality. And I'm, I'm a Sagittarius moon, so I, I totally get it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. And so it really kind of helps kind of, you know, when I'm, I'm flying out by the seat of my pants, it kind of just like brings me back down to earth. Like, okay, let's, let's get things done. Uh -huh. Let's focus. Um, and then I have a Gemini rising, so I kind of, and, and then I'm a Leo sun. So I always say I, I light my own fire. I, I <laughs> my own fire, <laughs> like just pour it on. And it's my husband's a Capricorn, so being a wonderful work sign, just like you, yeah, or just just like you. There we go. It kind of just brings that, you know, brings me down to earth and helps ground and center me, so I don't get too, you know, just too flustered. Or I, I'll tend to, I'll work myself till all hours of the night. Like I tend to get really creative in the middle of the evening and I can't stop. And so he's really good at saying like, okay, like take a break. Like you got to stop, come back, you know, recharge. And he's really wonderful at reminding me to just, you know, refill my own cup. And Sagittarius, um, the moons, the rising, the suns, they tend to do this too and kind of, you know, become a little more, um, you know, like they're quick to jump onto a new, a new topic, a new, a new journey, a new job, a new a new interest, which is wonderful, but sometimes they're not quite finished with whatever they started before. So, the, any like black tourmaline is really wonderful support for that. Well, you know what, Jacob? I've known you for how long? I did not know you were a twin. How did oh. I not know you were a twin? And born under the sign of twins. That is pretty cool. That is really cool. And he loves he loves foxes. So that's why I really like this. Ah, <laughs> we love Jacob. <laughs> yeah, we love Jacob. We love and, Jacob. And yep, and he likes paranormal investigating too. So it's all right. It's, you know, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Athena, I don't know if you had plans. <laughs> I, I do. I'm, I'm actually, I, my son is probably freaking out on the other side of this door. I'm supposed to take him to soccer practice right now. So cool. I'm going to go run out and be mom again. Um, but thank you so much for having me. Mwah. I love you guys so much. Leonard, it was a pleasure. Um, Twin Flames is next week. So. Oh, excellent. I love it. I love it. So I will see you there for that one. Next week, gorgeous. Keeping that twins theme going. I love it. Yes. There we go. I love it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure to see you, ladies. I'll have I'll have my wings back for you next week. Okay, Mama D, I'll bring them back. I promise. I promise. I'll get myself all set up here. Just send me a close-up picture, and I'll just put it on the corner. I love you. Uh, if you're the typical soccer mom of Calabasas, the population might double by next week. <laughs> People are moving in. People are coming. They're coming. They're moving in for Athena. I don't blame them. Look Thank at you. And she's, I, she's an amazing healer. She's an amazing woman. She's an amazing mom, wife. Yes, she is. I love you. Yeah. The girl's just awesome. Love you, girl. The show has been has really made me feel amazing. Thank you so much. Have a great time in London. Thank you. I have a great time in Rochester, too. Uh, yeah. I know. I might have to go up. I might have to go up. Sure. And I'll see you for you know yoga and Topanga or coffee or whatever, right? So... <laughs> I can bring do. the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that ring that ring might not make the trip back for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have all right, guys. Thank okay. you so Bye. much. Bye. 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 Bye.
I'll take your up. So now it's back to just us. Isn't she wonderful, though? I just yeah. Realized. So yeah, uh, you mentioned his name before. I just want to show you a picture. Of, Robert Downey Sr. Yeah. Yes. It's small stuff. Dad made it bigger in the book. Yes, there he is. Yep, that's right there. Perfect. Perfect. Oh my God, he does look like his son, or son does look like him. Yeah. So we've been friends for many years, and I went to him with the proposition of wanting to be involved. And his his first hesitation was, you think there's enough films about drugs and alcohol and yes. behavioral addictions? And I said, there will be. And that was 14 years ago. And we get 150 submissions every year. Oh, nice. The world. Including, we had an animated film from Iran two years ago. Uh, people are making films. The price when I started the festival, I thought the price of video equipment has gone down so precipitously that anybody with five hundred dollars can have the equipment that's good enough to shoot a film and project it on the big screen in a movie theater. But that was. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. A girl she uses her phone and makes movies. Yes, there's a guy in New York who has a cell phone film festival. And, you know, you can fix it in the mix and you can tighten it up. And it's amazing. So we get films from all over. Uh, mostly people who've done a little filmmaking. And certainly we show, we show Hollywood movies every year, depending on what's come out. I really love that. I think the, the, the Rocket Man, the Elton John movie. I have not yeah. seen it. One of my favorite addiction recovery movies that I've ever seen. It's absolutely brilliant. And the movie no, Shame by the director Steve McQueen, the English guy, Shame. Oh, um, I haven't seen if you just two, you know what I watch? I watch oh, horror movies. What's that? <laughs> yeah, no. I watch horror movies all the time. <laughs> okay. That, that, that whatever turns you on. It does. I'm sorry. I, I, I do like, I mean, once I, you know, I mean, I, I would, if I did find you like Get Out, did you watch the movie Get Out? Get yeah. Out, the horror movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that one, I, well, more, I like more of, um, but that one has a good story to it, at least. You know what I mean? Like there's something going on yeah. in the town and, the, you know, like it's got to have something good. Not, I don't like the slasher type horror movies. I like a, I like a good ghost movie, um, something with a story, something where something is getting settled, you know, a, a yeah. spirit of sorts. And, well, you know. It's a genre that never dies, so you'll always have new mm -hmm. quasi-horror movies. Right. 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 That's good. So I, I love Tubi. I, I watch a lot of Tubi because they have, like, really obscure movies. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. And it's free. And I always say, if it's free, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love movies. Good. Well, when we have a film festival in, are you close to Cleveland? Kind of. Yeah. I'm, I'm closer to Cleveland than I am like Philly. Philly, Philly is down like two and a half, three hours. I know. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, we've had the film festival in Richmond, Virginia, Fort Lauderdale, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Vancouver, uh, of course. I mean, uh, New York. So it can travel around. So if it ever ends up 
Yeah. But we travel to New York a lot. I got a lot of friends in New York. I mean, I'm from Massachusetts originally. Uh -huh. so a lot of my friends are from Massachusetts around there, New yeah. York, yeah. you know, either New York City and state, you know, uh -huh. so, but, but Rochester, that's not bad. Does this show get archived for a while? Yes, it does. Oh, forever. forever. And, and, it, and it will also go audio as well. In fact, it's going yeah. in the next space show. Yep. Forever. Forever and everywhere. Ever, we yeah. everywhere and anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah, the audio does get uploaded tomorrow and that goes to our anchor venues, stuff like Spotify, Apple, um, okay. all those places. That that's um tomorrow, you know. But this but this um is on YouTube like forever. I I do believe um, I said under the box then or under Gina B. Uh, Box Den with Gina being a mama D. That is the right. that is how you can get it on on YouTube. That's where you go to get our thing. Do we have that on here, Mama? Do we have our our links. I don't know if we have. Please go, please go. The Fox Den with Gina being a mama D. But it doesn't have like a thing. But no, but I can I can put one. These, in. I'm gonna put up Leonard's links though. Yeah. All right, because right here. So right did, right one more plug. One more. Yeah. You I've do all the plugs you want. edited and published a newsletter, that one, for the last eight and a half years. RealRecoveryEbulletin.org. Yeah. It changes yeah. every Tuesday, completely different content. It's okay. the latest breaking news about addiction and sobriety and recovery and rehabs and celebrities mm -hmm. celebrating sobriety. And movie reviews and television reviews. I don't know if you're wow. watching. So that's a lot to do in two weeks. You gotta have a whole staff. Every week, not every week. I have a whole staff. No, I have a whole workaholic behind me. <laughs> that's a lot of information to be putting that's out like that. Every week. Every week. Every week. Every week. It's 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 a trick. It's a trick. And we don't show people how we do it, but it's obvious. But that's going to help a lot of people. So what? Yeah, what about in the book about growing up in Philadelphia? They, I got the Philadelphia Inquirer delivered every morning. At noon, there was the Daily News, the Philadelphia Daily News, and then at four, the Evening Bulletin. And I would read all. I was a news junkie before I was a pothead. I was a news junkie. Maybe because I lived a lonely childhood. My brother was sent away from boarding school, so I was alone. Right. And just, you know, a craving information, sports right. scores, and, and, and right. what's playing at the movies. So yeah. that, that has served me now, being a news junkie, because it's a pleasant experience for me putting together the e-bulls and everything. Yeah. Um, now, your childhood, though, I'm going to back you up, because now your childhood, you lost your dad. You were only three months old. Like you said, your brother went away. Weeks. Weeks. Uh, week, weeks, weeks. Weeks. Sorry, weeks. Three weeks old. And, um, yeah, so it's like, so you never knew your, your dad, but you were a mama's boy for sure. But you had medical issues. So you had this heart issue from I when know. you were born. But I got it fixed. Right? Yeah, you got it fixed, but not till later, though, right? So. Yeah. And then you had the breathing problem, so you were you were a kid with the with the asthma, asthma. yeah. And you're, and you're you're smoking, doing all these drugs, and you you know you're doing like coke and stuff. I can't even imagine to have all that. Ugh. 
That well, would that's be why I said yeah. after I did the first step of the rehab, you look back and think, wow, was I trying to kill myself? Right. Suicidal or was I just insane? Right. And at the beginning, I used to say, I am the puppeteer. I have marijuana over here. I have Perkinans over here. I have Valiums over here. I have mushrooms over here. But in the, in the end, it's like they had me on the string. You know, yep. For the first five or ten years, I'm I'm living my life in accordance with what drug I need at that time. Right. Which is why when I went to the rehab, and one Sunday, I was sitting under a tree and I saw a feeling coming at me, like a locomotive. Like, oh God, here comes a feeling, and it went like through me, and I was like, you can have a feeling that doesn't stay with you forever and that you don't have to deflect with a drink or enhance with, with a joint or, or you know, energize with a line. You could just have a feeling come and go without trying to manipulate it. Which was yeah. a definite, I thought, well, I just have to just you know sit with it, as they say. Right. And it's like it's like a learning thing. You have to learn all over again. Yes, it is. I and I, I, I have to bring up halt right now, which is the AA they teach you about halt. Yeah. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting a little hungry. <laughs> uh oh. Rut roll. I don't want to relapse right on your show. Although that would make for a good video. No, 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 we do not want that to happen here. The article would be his relapse started when he was a special guest on the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, not us. No. <laughs> okay, bad publicity is not good publicity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but I just want to know, all right, so you. Seriously, I, I'm not even kidding. People, you really have to get and read this book. It's funny. It's sexy. I need to get it. Very. It's very. It's it's entertaining. It should be a movie. I mean, this. Why is this not a movie? It will be. It just came out, and uh, it just came out. Okay. I have it. But you know people. My options are limited. In fact, you they don't people. even exist. <laughs> I, know, I know people. I can know people. Of you course, I know people, but do they know me? They will after the book. They will. Yes, I know. There's a lot of talk about who plays me, but nobody plays me, motherfucker. Anyway, I'm sorry. I curse. <laughs> it's the first time. It's the first time in what? What are Three hours. I'm sorry, but that's going in my swear jar. Two, 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 two hours. But but let me, I just I just need to know: Are you done and been so many places and whatnot? What is on your bucket list? What's left for you that you really want to do? Eat. <laughs> manja, manja, manja. My, on that note. <laughs> no. <laughs> on that note. Can I can I can I order something while I'm on? I can stand. I make my own food, by the way. Uh, okay. What do you want? You want tacos? <laughs> no, tacos? Chinese food? No. I, Pizza? No. Some food? Poutine? I'm good. Have you ever had a poutine? Okay. My guy you know what? The book. I think uh, it's best I, that I, I can't answer go. that question. Uh, I can't. I can't uh, what's on my bucket list? Yeah. 
Is there any place that you want to like that you haven't gone to that you want to go to or something that you haven't done that you want to do sober? Like maybe even if you've done it high, is there something that you want to revisit sober? I've always wanted to visit Egypt. Ooh. Uh, I would regret that in the grave if I never visited Egypt. Uh, I want to go to Italy. Make it happen. What about you, Mama? Where do you want to go? I want to go to Tahiti. Tahiti. Where? Tahiti. Belize? Tahiti. Tahiti. <laughs> okay, we'll take a couple Perkin and you'll feel like you're in Tahiti. <laughs> I'd probably pass out. I'm 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 not I I take a sip of wine and I can feel it in my legs and I'm like, okay, fine, I'm going to bed now. Uh-huh. I do, Gina B. Uh, I want to go to Italy. Italy. Yeah. This yeah, I get some, I get some family over there. there. Yeah. Two yeah, days I ago. Just went and got this from that Italy. Awesome. I got a couple couple cups downstairs from Italy. They look like the little um the little bikes, the bikes that they ride around, those moped things. Yeah. Yeah my, yeah, my friend went. That's what I got. I was and, uh, in Italy for out. one day, right? It's in the book. I was in Italy for one day. Right. Yes. Yes. And I made an unscheduled stop. Yep. And I and I had a great day. That was a I crazy really, trip. Too. Really yeah, he was gonna. He, yeah, he couldn't fly, and he's taking trains and all. The ship. It's amazing. It's just amazing. When you okay, people, if you have not got this book yet, go buy this book. It can be bought on Amazon.com.ca. Um, just type it into the, the yeah. Google search well, bar. Yeah. It, just be let's, like, look let's put what you just said on a loop and show it <laughs> for the next... And if you don't buy it and I find out about it, you know you will have an answer to me. <laughs> or, the, or, the, or, the, or the mob, or the mob. The, 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 oh, no, just now worse than the mob. I'm the mob. The mob. There you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it was, um, I mean, I, I, there was a lot of questions. Like We did have a lot of questions like written out to ask you, but I think it was a much better conversation just to let it um, play out the way that it did. Uh, but I do want people to get your book. I do want them to read it because it was an amazing read. It did bring up a lot, and especially for people in recovery. If you've been in recovery for a long time, you brought up so many things I completely forgot about in my life. Remind, um, I, I like Facebook, and occasionally I take out ads on Facebook for my book because concerned about Mark Zuckerberg going broke. So I buy a couple ads and and, I, and Facebook is my sort of platform. So feel free to friend me. I think I did, but if I didn't, I will. Leonard okay. Michel on the Facebook. Yep. Cool. Uh, I don't know about, I don't, I Twitter, but I don't, anyway. Instagram, Instagram. Tough. I have a hard time with Twitter. Do you have a hard time with Twitter, Mama D? I just can't. I get. I oh, get. I, I go, Mama D, post this. Yep. <laughs> and Instagram makes me nauseous. <laughs> and TikTok is repulsive. But no, TikTok. TikTok is for the fun. You don't. You can't take it seriously. It's for fun. I mean, I'm a Canadian. I can't be a creator over there. I can't get paid for that. So I can't. I can't. I can't do the TikTok either. I just can't. I. I don't understand them. I get lost. Well, it depends. They know who you are, and they're sending you. If they don't know who you are, 
it's pretty repulsive stuff. Once they get to know you, they tailor every video for you. Oh, they know okay, exactly okay. who you are, and if you click on a lot of, I don't know what, uh, hot cops, cute, adorable puppies, hot cops, hot cops, not rock bands. If you click hot on cops. three, hot cops and firemen type things. Which one? What's that? Hot cops and firemen type things. Yep. <laughs> okay, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> well, you know what? On that note, I want to thank you very much for agreeing to be on the show and, and helping us go a little bit overboard and having a good time at it and teaching um, us things and reminding Gina of things that she forgot and very grateful that you were here. And Gina, I love you. And I'm glad that you did do those 12 steps because otherwise I would have had to kick your butt. <laughs> well, I don't know if this butt would be alive if I didn't. That's that's the point. That is the point. It did save my life, and uh, yep. and it saved many, 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 many lives. And it's doing it today. And you know, can I just? I have to just put this note in here too. Uh, a friend of mine is a substance abuse um, counselor type thing up in up in uh, New York, and well, she works in the medical field, I should say. They're doing these things with like younger people and whatnot. That they're giving them instead of coins. They're giving out like gift cards for like Walmart or something. So if you get 90 days or whatever, they give you a hundred dollar gift card. I'm like, what? They're what? Why are you even doing that? Because what are you gonna do with that hundred dollar gift card? You're gonna go turn it in and get drugs? What is that? No, get the coin. There's your pride. You put it right here. Like I did this. I work for this. This coin meant everything to me. And they're gonna do stuff like that. And they're gonna try to, you know, well, you can't. They have to. Um, politically correct crap in there and everything. I'm like, recovery is recovery is recovery. What Bill Wilson put down in that book, right, what started out in AA and the big book and those steps and, and how they work and the steps and the traditions, that's what works. Don't change it. It ain't broke. You don't change it. You don't mess with it. It saved millions of lives. And you're going to go and, and do something like that. I was outraged. Can you tell? Just a little bit. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, why would you do something like that? That just makes no absolutely no sense. Don't fix it. Absolutely no sense. Okay. But so, but but my book makes sense. So let's leave it on a high note. Okay. So, yeah. High note. <laughs> on a high note, I loved the book. I loved the book. You had such a, a crazy, crazy life. And for you to be sitting here today the way that you are, you just you're a miracle. You know, it feels that way. You are a hundred percent. There's no doubt, no doubt in my mind, you know, to survive what you've gone through yeah. and, and to write about it and to remember it, to write about it is, um, is one thing that is honesty. Personified. Totally. Okay. So, so you know what? Down. See you later, girls. I give it to you. Good night, Leonard. Good night, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Bye. We'll see you all next week. All right. Thank you again for joining us for another episode in the Fox Den. We're here every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you a variety of guests. Streaming live on Facebook, 
YouTube, and our Anchor venues. We would love it if you would go to our YouTube channel, The Fox Den with Gina B and Mama D, and please subscribe, share, and definitely hit the notification button to never miss a show. We'll see you all next week, and subscribers, watch for our pop-up shows as well.